Welcome to the Middleists, Pedro. We are now eight weeks into being at home. I miss you. I miss you too, darling. It's been too long. It really has. We don't even get <laughs> we don't even get a meet up at the allergist anymore. I know we're on we're on like different schedules. I think that's one of the things that like um, I've tried to really take from in terms of you know this forced separation is trying to like schedule so you know work aside schedule actual time with friends or colleagues kind of like water cooler style <laughs> because I'm not the person who's like on the phone the whole time or texting throughout the day it kind of uh, makes me feel weird but like or like it takes too much energy but something that I do enjoy is kind of like looking forward to that moment to reconnecting with like friends or family but in a way that makes me still feel like myself if that makes sense it absolutely does. This is this time has really afforded me the opportunity to re-engage as well, both with like old contacts, but then surprisingly with new uh, connections as well. This really takes us into our brand new three-part mini-series that we're kicking off today. Yes! Oh, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I'm a little excited because we've been talking about this for a long time, and it's about connecting and reconnecting, but specifically thinking about practices, um, best practices on how to adapt to everybody's different style during this pandemic, but just, you know, crisis that that people are having and as, as essential stress, if you will. So we're looking at career connections for coping. And in this particular episode, we're going to specifically talk about how to engage with intention. Yeah, and then in episodes two and three of this mini-series, we'll dive deeper into how to have impact digitally and even look at whether or not this is the time to consider pivoting or searching. Whoa, 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 whoa. We need (laughs) not get ahead of ourselves. Um, Let's see if we can find some solutions with intent, if you will. Um, I'm super excited because, of course, we need help. We need an expert here with us. And I'd like to introduce our very first expert in this miniseries, Amy Davidson. She's an executive coach at Partners International. Thank you very much, Pedro. Hi, Stephanie. It's wonderful to connect with both of you again. Um, We've been working together for a couple of weeks now, and it's been a privilege to partner with you in this series. Obviously, our listeners don't know you yet, but Pedro and I have been so lucky to have collaborated with you behind the scenes for some time now. How is your work from home slash quarantine life going? You know, I I count the blessings that coaching is something that can be done virtually and even prior to the pandemic um, with both career transition, career management, and executive coaching clients, we can connect virtually using Zoom or other platforms. The importance of being able to engage um, and being able to see each other is is achieved in, in a very successful way. What I see is especially important during this time is that need to feel connected with people and so I've been thinking quite a bit about how to make lemonades out of lemons. What, what are some of the silver linings that have come from this period of time? And, and part of it is recognizing that this notion of social distancing can really only be physical distancing. And we can actually engage socially, both in our personal lives and professionally, 
using technology. Kind of like we're using today. (laughs) (laughs) And by the way, don't you wish you had founded Zoom right about now? (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. I've thought about that or or some role with Zoom or invested in Zoom, but many of you feel that way. I was going to say anybody with a 401k likely has some Microsoft stock and is thankful for Teams as well. Absolutely. <laughs> as, as recently as two o'clock today, I was in a coaching session with a coaching client who talked about his firm's weekly meeting where all gather and talk about what are some of the positives that may have come from this crisis. And he this week said, I've connected with old friends and former colleagues in ways that perhaps I wouldn't have and that this has given, in a sense, license to connect with people um, in a different way and moldy, stale relationships that give us all quite a bit of joy when we hear from them again. (laughs) I love the description of moldy, stale relationships. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, in the professional context, it's not something that you hear uh, very often, but um, it's it's true. You know, this unparalleled environment, we really want to see if we can find uh, ways to help middleists um, and specifically get your perspective on how to best network with existing mm-hmm. connections and maybe sure. get into how to engage new new connections, right? right? Because right. to your point, it's a ripe opportunity. So we'd love it if, if you think about maybe a breakdown of three top things our listeners should be thinking about in terms of this topic. Okay, that's a pleasure. So when we talk about networking, I actually use different language. The word networking often to me suggests that it's all about me. When... Instead, thinking about connecting conversations. And and for me, this isn't a COVID-related response. This is always how I coach with my clients about arranging for connecting conversations to learn. What can you learn from them? Share. Share about yourself. And in that way, become discoverable. Um, And so connecting conversations um, have been a, a term I've used to help coaching clients engage in those conversations when they're trying to best inform what are my options? How can I learn from this person? How can I share with them so they understand my background? That way become discoverable to them. And perhaps then to even consider ending each of those conversations with language such as really enjoy talking with you. With whom else would you suggest I have a conversation? And this time right now where we all crave connection, we all miss that normal social interaction that people are for the most part that much more receptive and responsive to that out of the blue call, email, LinkedIn, or text message. They're even delighted by hearing from somebody that perhaps they haven't heard from in a while. People are actually also more accessible. We're usually at home, we're by our computers, we're by our phones. And there's a generosity of spirit now uh, of willingness to share and help those that want to both become better informed of what's out there and therefore discoverable. What you just said, the is there any anyone additional I should speak with or any version of that? I have found myself holding back from saying that 
just because I don't, I don't want to feel, or I don't want to come across as greedy. Does that make sense? <laughs> sure, sure. But, you know, it's not the first thing you lead off with. So especially now, it may be first a, a, an email or a text message. Been thinking about you, hope you and your family are well, because you genuinely care about them and have thought about them. I, I've reconnected with old friends. Old friends have reconnected with me previous colleagues. And again, people are really happy these days for that level of reconnection. Um, and maybe it's not in that first reconnection call or towards the end of that call or conversation. Um, you know, that notion of paying it forward um, and introducing two people who maybe one has a, something to offer, one has a need. But again, it's just an introduction. It's not asking someone about a job, but learning, sharing, and then helping someone become discoverable. I'm glad, Amy, I'm really glad that you said that because, so a couple of thoughts here. One is, you know, although I appear to be um, kind of constantly able to put myself out there, I'm actually very reserved about reaching out to people because I don't want to seem like I want or need anything. But in being a recipient of some communications where people just blatantly put out their what their like hierarchy of needs is, which is totally fine, right? Because everybody's kind of going through it at at, at a different um, pace, if you will. Do you have any like recommendations on how to gut check, like how far to go in each of these recommendations or stages, so that you don't, you know, turn off a conversation or connection? If I if I understand what you're saying, it's it's this hesitation to ask somebody for an introduction as if it's an imposition. But if, if you think about it this way, when you've introduced people that then are either become friends or future colleagues or um, maybe share information that's helpful for one to get from the other, how do you feel about that? How does, how does it make you feel when you've brought these two people together? That's That's a great way to look at it because it's something that I do uh, unabashedly. If if somebody asks me for an introduction, assuming I, you know, I see the value or, you know, I, I like as, assuming it's not just me introducing two people for literally no reason, um, I feel honored to be asked in a sense. Um, but then separately, sometimes I just think two people should meet because I I think either they'd get along really well or they have experiences that that would really benefit the other one. So every once in a while I'll make connections just because I see two people that I'm, you know, that I talk to and I I'm like, "Oh, you know, Pedro would really get along with so and so and Pedro was asking you know, about that challenge, but I know this person has that expertise. And so why don't I connect them? And I feel excited to say, Hey, Pedro, like I have this friend who I think um, would be good for you to meet. Are you interested? <laughs> so I'll go the other way. But it's that thing about how you should take the advice that you give to your friends, right, right. not the not what you tell yourself. So so, you know, there's this whole idea of of givers and takers, but most of us really enjoy giving. And when I have an opportunity to connect to people, even if it's information sharing, it's, again, this is about relationships. 
It's about building connections, um, which is what we as human beings crave. And that's why this is now such an opportune time. This notion of physical distancing, social distancing, the normal interaction with people isn't happening. I, as you know, having met me, I'm not quite five feet tall. On the streets of New York, I look pretty safe. I get asked for directions so frequently, usually by tourists, which way is east, which way is west when they come out of a subway. And I love to be helpful to these people because if, if I were coming out of the subway and I didn't know which way was east or west, I'd want to find somebody who's helpful. So it can be as simple as how that makes you feel to be helpful to another individual. And so when you're asked for to introduce someone, they're giving you, in a sense, a gift, an opportunity to feel good about bringing like-minded people together, to bring together somebody who seeks information, somebody who has that information, or seeks skills, and somebody who has skills. Um, and so I, I, I think of it as very much part of that. Pay it forward. Thank you for the opportunity to bring two people together. Yeah, absolutely. There's actually a strain of, of thinking in relation to both how that makes you feel as an individual, but also how to get people to help want to help you as well, right? So like if you think about Carnegie's how to win friends and influence people, a lot of those same themes are are repeated there. So whether in time of crisis or not, definitely applicable. Exactly. And this being a time where there is the availability of people um, from a, a career standpoint, just to start to think about, okay, what might be next for me a year from now, two years from now, whatever period of time, how can I use this time to do some additional learning? And that may be whether it's webinars, workshops, and but it also is from talking to people. The best way to learn about different opportunities is to talk to people, to build that professional network and have those connecting conversations. Oh, that is great, Amy, because it just makes me think of email forgiveness day, the day mm -hmm. where you just like finally get back to the people you promised you'd get back to. And then a year passes and you don't, it's, this is that time to make those reconnections. It's just connection forgiveness time in a sense. Thank you so much. That is awesome. You, this has definitely helped me through quarantine figure out, you know, how to be my best self, how to bring my best self um, to the forefront during this time. So it's been really great. So thank you, everybody, for joining us today on this bonus work from home middleist episode. Stay tuned for parts two and three of this special uh, mini series on career connections for coping. Thank you, Stephanie. Thank you, Pedro. Stay well, stay safe, and stay in touch. Yes. Yes. For behind the scenes takes and images, follow The Middleist on Twitter and Instagram and visit themiddleists.com. <laughs>